One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the HIV podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV explore the story of what actually happened i'm sarah and i'm jess and between us we've been working in the field of hiv for 40 years our aim is to get as many people as possible hiv educated i'm not even going to let you start the podcast i'm going to explain the sound oh okay sarah is in the office again today but we don't have her her little recording booth it was just getting a bit much wasn't it for you it was a bit claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. So if it's a tiny bit, it should be fine. But if it's a tiny bit, you can forgive us. You know, we record where we can. Yeah, needs must. I mean, Zoe's here with me and she has promised to soak up as much of the background sound as she can. You should have had your cloak. The more soft furnishings, the better. We could have had you in your cloak. Zoe's there soaking up sound. We just need... Need more bodies in there. We need like a crowd of people. You should go go to the bus stop and get some people in. Well, we had Chantelle in earlier, but it was too noisy then to record anything. Not that she is very noisy on her own. It's just a lot of people. But anyway, welcome to HV Podcast. Hello. Are you all right? I'm good. Well, I'm not good actually. I'm annoyed. And I think you know why. It could be many things. Is it to do with me? No. <laughs> oh no. Why would I be annoyed? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know why, because you sent this to me. Oh, this is about Iceland, right? As in yes. the supermarket. Yes, not the country. Let's make that very clear because we were recently in the Iceland charts. So Icelandic, I should no. say. No, uh, yes. Oh, I'm with you on this. This is awful. Yeah, so we have a supermarket chain in the UK just to keep everyone in the loop. That is called Iceland. And it's like frozen foods, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. I think they do other small bits and balls, but mainly frozen foods. So the headline of the Daily Mail that Sarah sent me, this headline is so shocking. This is why we talk about the media and why it's so bad. So the headline is shop staff have HIV after being attacked with infected needles. Really? You know what? We should explain. That article is actually about the increase in shoplifting in British shops and how it might be linked to the cost of living crisis and the fact that we have less police to manage this situation. That's what the article is about, but the Daily Mail yeah. <laughs> chose to go with these comments. 
Yeah. People were outraged, weren't they? It's unbelievable. Well, I'm, I've, I've literally I printed some of this off because I was so annoyed. So this all stems from um, Richard Walker, who's the executive chairman of Iceland Foods. And he had said, so this is from the article, three of our store colleagues are now HIV positive as a result of needle attacks several years ago. And then the Daily Mail goes on to say, so this isn't quoting Richard anymore, the idea of victims being infected with HIV after being attacked with infected needles has long been a dark urban myth. But Mr. Walker's comments show this has now become a reality. Could he set us back any further? What, like, literally, I'm going to swear, I'm going to brace you all with your kids. What the fuck is he doing? Okay, so this article came out two weeks ago. Yeah. He's been asked to comment on why shoplifting has um, increased. And he chooses to talk about incidents that he says happened several years ago where people have used HIV or needles with infected HIV blood. I'm not even making sense anymore. Needles with infected blood have stabbed security guards that are trying to stop people from shoplifting. Have to know where he's found the technology to pinpoint HIV transmission to those needles, because whatever he's using, you need to share it with the scientific community. We actually reached out to Richard Walker, didn't we? We reached out to him on Twitter. We reached out to him on Instagram to ask him for comment about how they proved that this is how these people contracted HIV. Of course, he ignored us. He completely ignored us. Good old NAT. Love the National AIDS Trust. So they have been trying to contact him, but they've recently put out a statement just in case anyone's there going, oh, my goodness, could this really have happened? So this is from the statement that NAT have put out where they've said we are unaware of any cases of HIV having ever been transmitted in this way. Such transmissions are almost impossible. The HIV virus is fragile and cannot survive outside the body for long. They go on to say uh, media stories like this are extremely stigmatizing to people with eight, living with HIV, perpetuate damaging narratives and spread incorrect information around HIV and its transmission. The only good thing, tiny good, is they've the NAT said when the original piece was published, further media stories ran amplifying these claims. They're happy that most of the outlets amended the articles or removed them completely. I think possibly NAT might have contacted them. NAT said, we approached the Mail Online after that piece was published and asked them to fact check the claims, but have heard nothing back and the story has not been amended. Hold on. We have to stop the podcast. So (laughs) since we recorded this episode, which I kind of guess shows the perils of recording in advance. Well, it's not the perils because I'm pleased to come on here and interrupt this episode and say that the Daily Mail have amended the article. And Richard Walker has put a statement out as well. Sounds like he's been working with THT. That's fantastic. Well done, THT. So lots of things have been rectified since we did that. But I suppose this is, you know, the beauty of being a DIY podcast that I can just leap into the middle of an episode and say to you, now I know we're having a massive old rant, but actually we're also pleased to say that these things have been rectified. The false claims have been taken out of the article and Richard Walker is getting a bit more HIV educated, it sounds like. So amazing work, THT, if, if that's who Richard's working with. And yeah, on with the podcast. But that's we just wanted to let you know that all of those things have been cleared up now. This is exactly why we need to keep talking about HIV, because it continually gets used for just attention grabbing shock headlines like this. I actually don't know how we're going to move on into the episode. Oh, don't you worry, because we're going to my happy place this week and I'm taking you with me. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I've got more. 
See, I was yes. so angry. I was almost like, I've got nothing else. Um, what I was going to say was things like this show us why we need another national HIV campaign. So we've talked about the petition that's out there before. was sort of all begun by Will Hampson from the Lost Boys of Soho. Um, and I know I hate that because he's like, oh, I don't want to be the face of it. But you are, Will. You're doing an amazing job. Um, please go and sign that petition. Again, um, it's on our Instagram. We'll share it again so you can click it, share it, tell other people about it. We do need the government to run another HIV campaign because this is madness. We also need people not just making wild claims in the media and then everyone just going, yeah, right, all right, then I'll just write that down and put it in the news. How did that make the news? I just don't know how they get away with it. I really don't. No, I don't. I, I mean, unbelievable. Yes. If you work for the Daily Mail and you want to get in touch and help us set the record straight, crack on. We're very easy to talk to. They can talk to you. I don't want to talk to them. (laughs) I'm happy to talk to them and then probably be misquoted. But, you know, always reaching out, always wanting to initiate these conversations. The only way we're going to get over the stigma. Oh, right. Well, come on then. Cheer me up. I'm ready for it. Are you? Mm, yes go on well I mean it's my happy place not yours so it might not cheer you up as much as you hoped but we'll see this week's episode is HIV and chocolate you love chocolate don't I just I just don't get it well look I'm not gonna lie there is very little to link HIV to crisps I mean there's quite little quite little that doesn't even make sense there's very little to link hiv and chocolate to be honest but i've done my best oh i'm looking forward to it then these very very tenuous links yeah i would say so but you know two subjects close to my heart hiv worked here a long time very passionate about ensuring our service users get everything out of life that they deserve and want okay um chocolate obviously close to my heart gets me through most days Okay, what's your favourite chocolate bar? You cannot say chocolate buttons. I know you love chocolate buttons, but what is your favourite chocolate bar? Ooh. You have to go quick fire. It's like top of the head. What's the first one you're thinking of right now? I would probably go for a chunky Kit Kat, but would you class that as a proper chocolate? Oh, Sarah, no. That's like saying a penguin (laughs) club bar. That's like a snack with your sandwiches. I know. Probably... Fruit and Cadbury's fruit. And- oh, God, this gets worse. I can't even cope. I mean, it's easier to say what I don't like. Aero, it's full of holes. Why would anyone eat that? I don't get it. Love an aero. The texture. The texture. Yeah. Oh, no, it's awful. But you like raisins. I'm not paying someone to give me raisins. I'd pay someone to take them out. Oh, chocolate-covered raisins are amazing. Oh, God, no. Though we just shivered. It's like I've got a one one woman audience here today. <laughs> we should say that lovely Zoe who introduced our podcast the other week. She is in the office um, with Sarah today. Zoe, are you with me on raisins? Um, yes, I am. I like a chocolate peanut better. Oh God, yeah. no, no, neither of you. You're both banished. That they're both awful. Peanuts are good for protein, so that type of chocolate yeah. is what's good for you. No. I mean, what else? A bar of chocolate. A Yorkie? That's just chocolate. There's nothing else. It's just solid chocolate. Okay. What would be your favourite? A boost. Are you serious? A your face. I've never seen you put. Oh my God. I love a boost. I just pulled the same fact, my cat, the same face that my cat does when she's coughing up a verbal. Yeah. It was amazing. A boost with that weird toffee stuff in it. Oh my God. Amazing. It's my favourite. Favourite, favourite chocolate no. bar. And I don't really like chocolate, but a boost is, I'm all about a boost. What else is in a boost? Just 
I don't know. It's got these like like I don't know crunchy bits. I don't know what they are. It's almost like rice crisp. I don't want to say biscuit because it is not biscuit because a biscuit is a biscuit like a Kit Kat. That's a biscuit with the wafer. A chunky Kit Kat is not a biscuit. That is, is a substantial snack in its own right. It can keep you going through a whole day. But come on, nothing beats buttons. We've talked about this before, all the flavours, the different sizes. I'd be that person that holds the packet really tight so you can yeah. just get one. That's true, actually. The other day, so this would be a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, lovely Sean, our lovely, lovely boss, very kindly brought me in a load of like bacon fries and he brought Sarah a load of buttons in and it was on a drop-in day because that's when we're in the office and Sarah did not want to share. She did share, well done. But you didn't want to share, did you? Did share my buttons, yes. Chantelle had quite a few of them. That's been noted. And In fact, she, she was here. She was here earlier and she opened the packet. She was like, I should open these. And I was just like... <laughs> that happened to my bacon rashers. I've eaten some of those. I was like, oh, God, it's all happening. Well, do you know what? It's good because it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I can't have too many at a time anyway. Sean brought in quite a few packets, which was so generous of him. But I just can't do that. Like every single day, Ben will say to me, why are you going to the shops to buy crisps, right? One packet of crisps. And I said, because if I buy more, he said, buy them for the week. I can't. I'll eat them all in one day. I will eat them all. I cannot trust myself. I don't have any self-control. Exactly. So you can only have the one at the time, can't you? Or, or One packet of buttons yes. at a time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't eat any more. Anyway, we should probably talk about HIV. Yes, let's get back onto HIV. Oh my let's God, just mention. We can't. No, stop. We're not talking about HIV. We forgot the most important thing. Well, actually, it's not. It's not more important. That's ridiculous. It's not more important than the awful Daily Mail article that we need to talk about. We've been shortlisted, Sarah. Oh. How did we forget this? In all the anger, I cannot believe we're not talking about this. And I'm still not going to let you start this episode. So we have been shortlisted in two categories for the Independent Podcast Awards. And we are extremely excited about this. And you are going to the awards. Yeah. Sarah's on holiday. How rude. How rude that they book the ceremony in the same time that Sarah's on holiday, leaving me on my lonesome. You see me wandering around just looking lost. I was going to say come and say hi, but don't because I get really awkward in social situations. So just ignore me. (laughs) Just let me keep going. Let me sit in a corner. It'll be fine. No, but good news. Oh, let's hope we win. Maybe I can join live via a satellite link. Oh, my God. I was watching this program yesterday where this guy, he's 24-7 on video chat with his girlfriend who lives in another country. That's what we'll do. I'll have you right there in a seat next to me on video yes. chat. Yes. That's not a bad idea. There you go. Oh. Right now you can start the episode. Not before I say that this episode should be sponsored by Cadbury's chocolate buttons, giant ones, not the normal size ones, but it's not. Missed an opportunity, Cadbury's, yet again. (laughs) Anyway, there is a link between HIV and chocolates, and I think we should pause, Jess. Let's pause. We can let the audience go. Make yourself a cup of tea. Grab some chocolate. You're going to need it. If you're not exhausted already by us two spouting on about awards and the Daily Mail... (laughs) You will be by the end of this. And prepare for an interesting journey as my two favourite worlds collide. I mean, I'm going to point out that you did say ages ago that you can't find a link between HIV and chocolate. So obviously I had to prove you wrong. Um, And this is very kind of self-indulgent, really, for me. Uh, But I have found three stories linked to HIV and chocolate. They're a bit of sciencey. Well, two of them are. So we'll see how we go. 
because we both know I'm no scientist. Yeah, but you're better than I am. So I think let's give it a whirl. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Everyone's got their chocolate ready? I don't have any chocolate. Do you know what I have in the house? It's chocolate. I've got some, you know, when you get dark chocolate on a rice cake. And even I don't like those. I bought them and even I don't want to eat them. So they just sit in the cupboard. What a waste of chocolate on a rice cake. Have you ever had it? I've had rice cakes. No, but have you ever had chocolate on a rice cake? No, I prefer to spread chocolate on a bit of cardboard. Oh, it's not spread, Sarah. It comes like that. Yeah, it comes set on top, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's gross. Okay, well, let's carry on. Oh, I don't know. Can you see in the background? Oh, they're lying a bit flat. There we go. She's just showing me a packet of God, even the smell. Really? Mm. Right, let's crack on, shall we? So we are looking at... An article, uh, actually, it's an abstract, it's what they call them in scientific world. The National Library of Medicine, and it was published in November 2017. And it's looking at the effect of chocolate and something called mate tea. Do you know what mate tea is? No, should I? No, oh, I didn't have any idea any, either. It's a special type of tea. Uh, and they are looking at the effects of chocolate and mate tea on the lipid profile of HIV positive people on antiretrovirals. So it's a clinical trial using chocolate. And essentially what they're trying to look at or what they're trying to, oh, it's not prove, what's the word I'm looking for? Investigate. What they're trying to um, investigate is we know that people with HIV have more fats in their blood, cholesterol, right? Um, and they are looking at whether chocolate and something called mate tea would help solve this issue. So people living with HIV have an increased risk of higher cholesterol. We know this. Um, and it's, it could be to do with their HIV medication or it could just be to do with the virus itself. HIV can also increase the risk of an... Go on, go on, give it another go. Oxidative imbalance. I don't even know what that means. Right, I'll explain it to you. Oxidative stress is a bodily condition that happens when your antioxidant levels are low and they measure it through blood plasma. So when there's an imbalance of reactive oxygen species, also known as free radicals, I've heard of free radicals. I have heard of free radicals. I feel like they're on those adverts though. You know, like that that one that says like bifidus digestivum. I feel like (laughs) it's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? they aren't in balance, then your body experiences oxidative stress. Which again, that can't be good for you, surely. So the flavonoids in cocoa and yerba mate, that's what the tea is made for, have antioxidant and lipid properties. So if you eat dark chocolate and you drink mate tea, will it improve both of these functions within someone who is HIV, HIV positive and taking HIV medication? And and what what did they find? They did a what they call a double blind placebo controlled crossover clinical trial. 92 patients, they're not a massive trial, but all on HIV meds and with viral suppression. The participants received either 65 grams of chocolate or a placebo chocolate. What's a placebo chocolate? It's like mockalit from Friends. (laughs) (laughs) I think I mean, kind of hope that the placebo group got a good chocolate, you know, like Buttons, Big Slab of Cadbury's, Galaxy. No, do you Galaxy. know what the placebo one will be? It will be white chocolate, Sarah, because that's just plastic. It's not really chocolate, is it? Oh, I can't get on board with white exactly. chocolate. Exactly. I agree. That's what I'm saying. We were saying dark chocolate is the one, then I think white chocolate's the... I can't even say it. They're placebo. 
placebo. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, you would hope that the placebo group got a decent chocolate to munch on every day. Um, whereas the other group that aren't the placebo, the actual people taking part in the trial with the real chocolate, it's like it's dark chocolate. It's like good for you chocolate. It's not the not the nice stuff. Oh, I love dark chocolate. That's my fave. I don't understand why we're friends sometimes. <laughs> no, it's barely chocolate. I mean, it's not. It's got higher cocoa properties. Oh, don't it? you? I love the bitterness. Well, I can eat dark chocolate. What if you're forced to? You're like, if there are no regular buttons, I will have dark chocolate ones. Yeah. Right, let's go back to this. So we've got the chocolate group, either having normal chocolate, we hope, or the very good quality dark chocolate. Yeah. Then we've got the tea group. They are having three grams of mate tea or a placebo tea. I would be gutted if I got into the tea group. But what could you have as a tea placebo? Just warm water? I think you have like PG tips or something. Oh, I see. So the placebo is just a different tea. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, if anyone's <laughs> still listening. <laughs> Started so strong. There was so much emotion initially. And it's just, where have we gone? The end of the clinical trial, what did they find? They found that the consumption of dark chocolate improved the cholesterol concentration in their study group. Whereas the tea group, no improvement in anything at all. So that's good. So we know that dark chocolate can help with levels of cholesterol. But if you're HIV positive and listening to this, don't rush out and buy all the dark chocolate, please. This was a small study. Talk to your consultant uh, because we don't know from the study whether they were eating shop-bought dark chocolate or something else. You know, what, 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 where, where, where else do they have got the chocolate from? I love this. It was. They made might have had it specially made with cacao beans. Just you know, very. You're going to say with something else with cacao, with what? What with cacao? No. no. <laughs> Hear that ruffling? That's me dipping into the buttons. Oh, look, here she goes. That this is the very first time we've ever been recording and Sarah has started eating buttons. Mm. This is how bad it's got because normally you wait till after. You obviously mention that a lot. Now we're right in the middle of an episode. Even you're like, I've had enough. Because they're here and I've got to finish this packet before Chantelle comes back into the office. <laughs> it's a race. Okay, well, that makes sense. So, yes, yeah, so we're not saying definitely go and do that or that that is. It was just a small study. Yes, it was a small study, but chocolate did help. Well done. It is the start of the show. Well, well done for for link number one. That's good in itself. Link number two from Science News, 14th of August, 2012. Researchers have discovered compounds in green tea and chocolate help reduce neurological complications linked to HIV. Oh, wow. So they actually proved that. Yes. They have at that time. So we are in 2012. Things have moved on a lot since then. But at that time, drug therapy for patients with HIV wasn't able to control the complete replication of the virus in the brain. Certainly not as well as it could in other areas of the body. And that meant some people living with HIV developed neurocognitive impairment. And there was they were very limited in how they could manage that. So some research was done uh, by people at the John Hopkins University. And they discovered that a group of plant polyphenols, I've probably said that completely wrong, scientists up in arms, I don't care, just doing the best I can. A group of plant polyphenols known as catechins, which I always thought was a monkey, but 
That's a capuchin, isn't it? Okay. Which naturally occur in green tea and the seed of the cacao tree may help in the prevention of these neurological complications. That is good, but I heard you say may help. Yes. Well, they had their work published. They've been researching brain cells. They've been identifying compounds that have the potential to help protect neurons in the brain. Some of the properties of the compound can be found in cocoa and green tea leaves. You and who? How do they even work this out? It's so clever. So the scientists were very hopeful that their work would provide hope to HIV positive patients. As as we said, there was currently nothing to help people who had um, HIV in their brain. Now, without doing loads of more research, I can't tell you what happened next. But what I will say is that we have very few service users with cognitive impairments due to HIV. So I think their research led to successful treatment. Well, I hope so. I'd say almost definitely. That's very interesting though, isn't it? But green tea helps with loads of things, doesn't it? Mm. So does chocolate, as I am proving. It also depends whether the green tea is grown in the sunlight or the shade, as in what it does for you. So really? one's matcha, isn't it, that's grown in the shade, and the other. Oh, I see people on Instagram with their matcha tea and their little bamboo stirry mixer thing, and oh. a spoon. That, that's what the rest of us call them, Sarah. No, <laughs> <laughs> <is> a spoon. <laughs> it's like a little. Um, oh gosh, have you not seen it? Go on Rochelle Hume's Instagram page because she does this all the time. It really winds me up. I'm clearly not on tea Instagram, am I? You're what? I'm not on tea Instagram. I need to be on tea Instagram. Oh, I don't know how I get caught up in these sort of things, but she's got this little stirrer, like loads of little sticks bound together, and she uses it to mix a blooming tea. So anyway, so too, um, in case anyone thinks I've done very shoddy research, trust me, right, researching scientific journals is not fun. But... That's good, though. Two links... Two links to chocolate. One definitely proved could help. One, I would say, more than likely helped people with HIV. I would have been impressed with just one link. Ah, well. Got another chocolate story. This isn't chocolate helping anyone. This is just, it's about contaminated chocolate products. Okay. Yes, we've come back to that, which we covered in, when did we cover that? Was it in Criminal Crime? Crime. Yeah, it was an HIV and crime. And the guy, it wasn't he threatening to contaminate the peas? Yes. Yeah, in the supermarket. Yes. Frozen bag of peas. This is kind of similar. So uh, this story is on the from UNAID, actually, 14th of March, 2018. Story about contaminated chocolate products. So it says a social media post featuring a man under arrest and being escorted by police because he allegedly contaminated chocolate products with HIV infected blood is being widely circulated. The posting requests people to avoid consuming the chocolate products for some weeks because of the alleged contamination. The postings make reference to a respected media source in an apparent attempt to establish the story's credibility. That's bad. Do we know where in the world this was? I think this is linked to Fiji because the article goes on and they talk a lot about Fiji and HIV and Fiji and all this kind okay. of stuff. Um, you know, they're talking about HIV testing in Fiji is free. HIV treatments widely available. Both things are good to know. Well done, Fiji. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's there that it started. 
Okay. But at the start of the story, they don't reference where this is. I suppose once it's out on social media, it's available all over the world, isn't it? Now, UNAIDS were wanted to be very clear that it is not possible to, to contaminate a manufactured product such as chocolate with blood from a person living with HIV. Daily Mail, listen up to this. They're probably flat planning a follow-up story. I just, yeah, I mean, how ironic that we're talking about that article and then you've yeah. actually already got this prepared. I mean, it's quite serendipitous, really. Yes, yes. Uh, so they want to stress that HIV cannot live outside of the human body, can only be transmitted through the exchange of bodily fluids. Exactly. Fair enough. At the time, they had a spokesman, uh, the UNAIDS country director, Renata Ram. She said it's important that we have the correct information on the spread of any disease. Fake news, such as the story circulating on social media, causes pointless panic and confusion. Yes, Renata Ram, I agree. But you're speaking in 2018. Just wait until COVID hits. And you really know about fake news. Well, ironically, if you actually have a little look underneath the Daily Mail article, I wish I never had. But if you have a look under the Daily Mail article that's all around this, I mean, wow, the comment section, as you can imagine, in the Daily Mail is quite the experience. And it's, you know, there is fake news and there's all sorts, you know, it's just... Really? Oh, do you know what? For our own entertainment, we should read some of the comments out one day. (gasps) Oh, yeah, I don't know. The easiest way to dispel myths. I am just looking because it was shared on a local Instagram site. That's how I found out about it because I was just like, you joking. And the comments on there were actually quite sensible. I'm pleased you said that because I had a little troll through the internet as well because I thought, oh, no, you know, all the forums are going to be going bonkers. It's going to be terrible. But actually, I went on Mum's Net because that came up. Someone posted it. Not somewhere I usually go, as you can imagine. But I, I've heard they've got quite a lot, lot of opinions on old mum's net. So mm-hmm. I went on there and, um, yeah, it was it, very sensible. Very sensible people being like, no, this is ridiculous. Where's he got these claims from? Someone needs to ask him to back this up. I was really proud, like, oh, people care. And then I looked at the Daily Mail comments and was like, oh, goodness. I think, oh, yeah, some of them. I wish I had, yeah, screen grabbed some of them. But I mean, I don't want to give them the airtime, but some were just terrible. So on this local, this is local to me in kind of where I live, like a local kind of news Instagram page. And the comments, some of them are saying, oh, this is awful. Some of this are saying, um, you know, this is a cover up for something else. People are so suspicious, aren't they, these days? What, what what would it be a cover-up for? I don't know. I really don't. And some people are saying, you know, security cards in shops need to be kind of have more protection. And But there was nothing that I could see that was negative about HIV. So well done, everybody. Yeah, that is really good. And then other people just going, yes, but what about the ULES thing, which seems to be the topic of conversation around here at the moment. Isn't that the charge to drive into London now? Oh, so yeah, a bit of a mixed mag, bag anyway. But an art around, I just thought, do you know what? You've got no idea what is coming up. Yeah. In the well, next- no, but, so, okay. So another link to chocolate. I mean, like we said, it's very much like the, the pea story. But yeah. Yeah. Like There's a link there. So there we go. I mean, all we've proved today is that chocolate, well, dark chocolate, it's not even proper chocolate. 
um, is good for everyone and should be elevated to superfood status, in my opinion, just in my opinion. Just in yours. Okay. It's not for me a superfood. Crisps would be a superfood for me. Crisps don't help people with HIV. How do you know? You do. You haven't even looked. You're making these wild claims, right, that there are no links between crisps and HIV. And I don't believe you even had a look. Zoe, get on Google. On it. Maybe there will be. Maybe there'll be a link to walkers and then we'll get invited up oh. to the factory in Leicester and I'll be able to see a little happy face buried in the crisp section. Oh, that'd be amazing. I've already had two packets of walkers crisps today and a packet of hula hoops. Really? Yep, I've had smoky bacon, cheese and onion and uh, salt and vinegar hula hoops. But you don't eat Pringles. I do eat Pringles, but I just wouldn't. They're like not a go-to. I really love barbecue Pringles. I would eat the barbecue, but they're like a weekend snack, aren't they? They're not just a weekday thing. And you have to hold them in your hand. The big, what, the tube? No, because you take a, the... a chunk of them out, don't you? You're not just... No, one at, um... I'll just wander around with the tube. Oh, <laughs> oh no. The perfect size. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing it wrong then. I want to know how much I've eaten. I don't like the darkness. I can't see what I've eaten. Oh, see, I'd agree with you because there's nothing more depressing than putting your hand in a Pringles tube and realising that you've eaten all of them and that, you know. Yeah. But also, I don't like putting because my hand is obviously quite small. So my arm is quite small, right? And it's quite far down a a Pringles tube to get to the bottom. I don't want all my jumper and my hand in a greasy Pringles tube just trying to (laughs) get the crisps out. Do you know what I mean? We see. Oh, all those lovely Pringly dust. All over That's why I don't love. I don't like. I don't. I hate a posh crisp. I hate a posh crisp. You know how pubs everywhere just have posh crisps now, and it's mm. like a really. I don't know. They're just coated in so much stuff. I hate that. I won't even eat those. They're not even crisps to me. They're dead to me. Ooh, right. Let's see. Kettle chips. Yes, but only either sea salt or lightly salted, and I'm only going to have them if I've got like hummus or some sort of spicy salsa dip with them. Cat <laughs> face again. No, no, let's not be dipping crisps in anything. That's grace. Uh, tortillas. Tortillas. Again, Doritos. only some. I like cheesy Doritos, but not too many because of the, the dust on them. I don't like that. I like a really spicy tortilla chip. What are you dipping that in? Oh, no, no. If it's a spicy one, I'm not dipping in anything. If you're going to give me a plain tortilla chip, again, I'm only going to eat that. A, if it's with nachos or I'm dipping it in like guacamole or like salsa. Or sometimes if I'm eating chilli, I crush them up in my hands and just sprinkle them all over my food. So many rules around crisps. Anyway, do you know what? Ironic. Well, not even ironically, Sarah. We seem to we seem to always just accidentally bring everything together, right? So the Daily Mail article today. Then you're talking about you know chocolate that was you know they said oh my goodness it's contaminated chocolate, and then do you know what we're doing next week? No, doing anti-vaxxers, aren't we? Oh yes, I do know. So it's weirdly all come together all at the right time. Oh gosh, we are. That's going to be an interesting episode. Yes, yes, very interesting slash maybe anger inducing. But you know, let's see what it brings. We'll probably talk a bit more about HIV. We had to do this episode. You know, I laid the gauntlet down. I got my glove out and slapped Sarah in her face with it and said, find links, metaphorically, obviously, find links about chocolate, you must. And then then she's done it. Find links about chocolate, you must. All right, Yoda. (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing? 
don't know. It's been a really long episode. It's been very up and down. It's been quite emotional and I'm not really sure what's going on anymore. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the HIV podcast for behind the scenes insights and video. The HIV podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.